Good afternoon, this is uh, Rupert Thompson, Chief Investment Officer at Kingswood Group. It's the 19th of October. I'm now going to run through the key developments last week for the markets and also our views uh, for the coming weeks, coming months. Well, in terms of last week, actually, overall, it was a flat week for markets. But it has to be said, beneath the surface, there was a rather more going on than it first looks like. Um, quite a marked divergence between various regions. So we had the likes of China actually up as much as 2.5% over the week. Uh, the States was up 0.7%. But then we had uh, the UK down um, around 1.5%. And really this uh, divergence we saw between the likes of China and the UK last week is just a continuation of the very pronounced trend we've seen since the start of this year. So year to date, China is actually up as much as 25%. Uh, the States is up 12%, and yet the UK is down 19% year-to-date. As, uh, as to why China um, has done so much better, it's no great mystery. And basically the answer is that its economy has suffered a whole lot less than most other economies from the pandemic. And this was confirmed with the uh, numbers we had out today. Um, we had... GDP numbers out uh, for the third quarter, which showed uh, Chinese GDP up close to 5% on a year ago. And just to put this in context, um, for August, back in the UK, uh, GDP was still down around 9% on a year ago. So China is up 5%, China, um, China is up 5% um, compared with a year ago, whereas the UK is actually still down 9%. So radically different numbers. And that, I think, is in a nutshell, why China continues to do so much better. Um, halfway in between, we've got the States, and um, we actually had some quite encouraging retail sales numbers out last week, which show even though Congress and the President are still arguing the toss about renewing its fiscal stimulus package, actually, so far at least, this hasn't dented um, the recovery in the States. Um, we had retail sales in September, uh, posting quite a chunky gain, a bigger, a bigger gain than expected. So at least for the moment, the US recovery is still heading in the right direction. Um, we've also had the start of the reporting season in the States, and we had the big banks report last week, and essentially these numbers came in better than expected. Um, the banks benefited both from um, a surge in trading revenues, and also their um, loan charge-offs were rather smaller than they had been. And that's because the economy hasn't, um, or the economy has held up rather than better than expected. So the earnings news at the moment um, is a positive for the US markets. But obviously, you know, still the big thing for the US markets at the moment is the US elections. Um, and in a way, the markets sort of had come round to the view, or seem to be coming round to the view, that a Biden victory, and possibly even a clean sweep, or possibly even more with a clean sweep, was actually good news because it would mean we would see a sizable fiscal stimulus being implemented next year. Well, that's still probably the case. The only thing is that the latest sort of, well, certainly if you look at the betting odds, um, a Biden victory is still not a done deal. And in fact, the odds in favour of a Biden victory have started to narrow again. They're still very much saying 60% chance of a Biden victory, but all I'm saying is it's not yet a done deal. And obviously we have the final presidential um, debate, if you can call it that, um, depending on the sort of 
given what happened last time, but that's on Thursday, and that's probably Trump's last attempt, as it were, to try and close this gap. So that's what's going on in the States. Um, moving back closer to home, it has to be said the news gets sort of progressively, how should I put it, sort of more gloomy, um, and obviously the big focus in Europe and the UK is this secondary wave of infections, and the space of sort of renewed social distancing measures, even outright uh, lockdowns, now being reimposed in a number of countries um, across Europe. And obviously we just had the news that Wales is now imposing a temporary lockdown. And obviously the risk here is that these lockdowns um, make the recovery, which in the UK was already sort of showing signs of faltering, um, that it sort of calls into question these recoveries. And, you know, even today, the sort of headline of the FT was fears of new fears of double dip recession in Europe. And clearly this is a risk. Um, but in terms of the UK, um, it's not just about um, worries about the lockdown, which is sort of undermining the market. Um, it's also Brexit. Um, last week was supposed to be a critical one for Brexit. Um, we had the EU summit. We had Boris Johnson's uh, 15th of October deadline, by which in by which time, in theory, the guts of a deal had to be agreed, otherwise we're going to walk away. And yet, one week on, I'm not entirely sure that we're much the wiser as to whether we're going to get a deal or no deal. And certainly that was sort of um, the reaction of the currency markets. Even though Boris has now said talks are over, he has given himself a get-out clause, and that is um, if the Europeans come back with some kind of compromise, then we can talk again. So very much, you know, a compromise is still quite possible. And I think that's probably the way the sort of foreign, foreign exchange markets are looking at it. Because sort of, you know, over the last few years, if there's been one asset class which has been moved most or swung most one way or the other by Brexit, it's the currency. And what was the reaction of Sterling last week? Zero. So basically, I'm not sure they, despite sort of Boris Johnson's words, are any more convinced that we're heading to a no deal than we were before. If we do get a no deal, what's going to be the impact? Um, my guess is the pound will go down somewhat. It won't collapse because people are fairly pessimistic anyway. And at the end of the day, the difference between a no deal and a sort of minimal deal, which are the only two, de only two options really available to us, isn't that great. So we would get some fall in the pound, but partly because it's already at pretty low levels, particularly against the euro, I'm not sure it's going to go down too much. In terms of the UK market, as I say, it's continued to underperform. And possibly the way the market, the UK, um, UK equities are looking at it is, you know, whether we get a deal or no deal, the fact of the matter is Brexit is the last thing the UK economy needs at the moment. So I think that's possibly why um, the UK is continuing to underperform. I mean, one thing to bear in mind here is that um, in a way, if we do get a no deal, it's probably going to have uh, more of an impact within the UK equity market rather than the market overall. And this is just because if sterling does go down, then this actually means that for the FTSE 100, whose the bulk of their earnings is actually coming from overseas, these earnings are going to be somewhat protected from what goes on in the UK. And also they're going to be worth rather more in sterling terms if the pound's fallen. So the FTSE 100 is protected to some extent. And what I think this means is that even if we did get a no deal, the impact on the UK market overall 
will not actually be that big. Having said that, within the market, what it would mean is probably that small and mid-cap, which have been outperforming in the last few months, they're going to be hit rather harder just because they're much more exposed to the domestic economy than FTSE 100. Anyway, there's a lot going on, as I'm sure, or I hope you're now aware. And I think we are in for a sort of choppy few weeks for markets. Um, essentially, we've got the US elections. We've got probably further news on Brexit coming out. And obviously, we've got this tension between sort of renewed lockdowns at the moment. But increasingly, you're going to have sort of more news about sort of how the latest uh, vaccine trials are going. Anyway, I'll be back again next week with another update. Thank you. Please note that this podcast is for information purposes only. The views expressed do not constitute financial advice. And please remember that the value of investments can go up as well as down. How an investment performed in the past may not be the same as how it performs in the future. And there may also be tax implications. Should you require advice, please speak to a qualified financial advisor.